the sexy part of FP&A is the close because that's where all the operational information is. Question, who dreads their close process coming up? Raise your hand. I bet thousands of people are raising their hand right now. I know I just did. <laughs> and I see Hardy raising his hand. <laughs> the close process is one of those inevitable things in FP&A that you can't avoid. And man, it's a huge time suck. And it's full of things that aren't the most enjoyable, like flipping spreadsheets and sending a bunch of emails around. And that's why we want to talk about it with you today. Because if you're not careful, the close process will absolutely burn you out of your FP&A career. And it doesn't have to. So, Yardi, how many closes have you done in your FP&A career thus far? Gee, I mean, once a month, let's say, over 15 years. I mean, we're talking a lot of closes over here. And Drew, how about you? I'm sure you've done quite a bit yourself. Well, I just did the math in my head, which I never trust anymore. So I double checked in Excel. I've done over 200 and we're still standing. <laughs> Amazing fact. <laughs> So the, the thing with clothes, it's kind of funny, right? It's something that FPNA doesn't necessarily own end to end, yet I feel like we're involved in it 100% of the time, which can take anywhere from one to three weeks. And it happens every month. It's just one of those things that people are like, oh my gosh, another close. And it doesn't have to be that way of like that feeling of dread, because you can actually proactively do something about it. And doing something about it is just shaving off time so you're not spending hours doing those things like flipping spreadsheets and emails and checking errors and waiting for people to do things. Yardi, how have you taken control of the closed process at companies you've been at? Because you've done a bunch of things with data and reporting and all these things. And how have you helped the non-FPNA folks close the books faster and honestly help them? enjoy their jobs a little bit more too. Yeah, that's a really good question, Drew. And one of the things that I think, I mean, and rightfully so, I think a lot of us dread the close process, but you know, it's weird, Drew. I actually really enjoy the close process and not because it's a process involved in part of a big system and you got to send out all these emails. It's really about how's the business operating? You know, and as you think about that close process, when you're sending all these emails, I think we oftentimes forget that when we're sending these emails, it's an opportunity to ask our partners and our team, hey guys, what happened? What are you proud of? You know, early on in my career, it was like, hey, here's a standard email, send this out, please, John, send me this information. And I was like, this is kind of boring. Like this makes no sense. I don't enjoy this. And truth be told, Drew, I'm kind of a misfit in my career. So you know what I did? I flipped it on its head. I said, John, hey, I noticed this thing. It's part of the monthly close. Can I sit with you and help you out here? Can I sit with you and understand what you're doing? And I can maybe we can both figure out something here. And one thing that really helped me early on in my career that I still do to this day was being really good at Excel because you're going to be able to flip those Excel templates and sheets and whatever thing that you're using, whether it's PowerPoint, whatever tool that you're using, learn the shortcuts involved. Every little second, every little minute that you're spending using Excel, spending using these tools, you're going to see that stuff get shaved away immediately. And I sent this uh, in a recent post on LinkedIn where I said, FP&A is all about continuous learning. And you might think, oftentimes I hear from people, oh, FP&A, I want to get into it because I want to learn financial modeling. I want to learn all these really cool, sexy techniques. But I tell them, kind of start with the basics. Are you efficient? Are you effective? Are you a clear communicator? Do you understand what you're doing? Because if you don't, 
getting better at the clothes is never going to happen because you won't understand the mechanics and the pieces that go into it. And so for me personally, I think a lot of times we get so excited by all the sexy things that are involved in, in, in FP&A. But the close is arguably the sexiest because you're going to see how the pieces actually intertwine at the end of the month. And so um, my advice for anyone is just be very efficient, be effective, and more and most importantly, think very clearly. How about you, Drew? Yeah, I was going to say your your opinion of the clothes being sexy is definitely in the minority, but that's where the opportunity lies. The close is the the process where your financial scoreboard becomes published, right? And vetted. And that's where you learn how your business is doing. And if you go into that process thinking it's a time suck and got to flip all these reports around, you actually don't think of it as that opportunity to help drive your business and improve business operations. You actually think of it as, I'm just going to try to fling some spreadsheets around and check the box of reporting. And honestly, in traditional FP&A, it's actually easy to do that and check the box. But for your career, both from getting promoted and finding new job opportunities and honestly having fun, flipping it on its head and actually digging for those things where understanding the business and going through those transactions and honestly helping people to speed up so they get their reporting done so they can help you dive into those things. That's the fun part. And honestly, that's the part I most enjoy. And in our careers, I know specifically when we were doing IPO readiness at Mimecast, the close, we got it down to like, 10 days, 15 days max, but that was when it was completely done. And we had a good view of our financials by by day five or six. And to do that, this is going to sound insane. And people are going to be like, I will never do this ever. We did variance analysis every day. And before people start to crucify me for it, what that means is we would go through the close day by day with accounting once certain things were done. So day one or two revenue and for us, it was ARR. Check that, understand it compared to your forecast see if there's any surprises and see if there may be any errors, clean that up, done. Step two might be payroll and that sort of thing. Step three could be travel and entertainment and accruals and entries. And the cool thing was, as we did these checks with our accounting teams and BI teams, it brought us closer together because we actually had to learn the business together and understand what potentially went wrong, meaning errors or why our forecast was wrong. And that's more of a business discussion. And it actually led to not only when the close was officially published at day 10 or 15, the results, but it felt comfortable knowing what those numbers meant. Because I don't know about you, but I know when when you own a profit forecast and you see the, the financial results come in in day 10, 15, 20, whatever it is, you look at it with like one eye and you're like, oh my God, did I miss profit? Did I miss revenue? Did I miss cash? And you never know. And then you end up going into scramble mode, variance analysis, just trying to understand like why the algebra is not working, but actually not going under the hood and understanding, well, what's the business reason for it? So all that to say, totally agree with you. The sexy part of FP&A is the close because that's where all the operational information is. And if you can shave time off of the not so fun stuff, and if you can work with all the other teams that aren't FPNA, accounting, BI, your data teams to understand what's going on and to speed up the close, man, that's that's super powerful. Yeah. I agree, Drew. And you you said something before, and one of the reasons the other reason why I think the close is one of the best parts of FPNA, and you know, people are probably listening to this right now going, Yardi, you're insane. Nobody likes the close. But the reason why I say that is because if you've ever done a sport, you're going to do things repetitively. And that's how you get good at anything, right? And a close is one of those processes where you're doing it monthly. Some people 
Some companies might do it quarterly, but arguably most of us are doing it monthly. Why is that important? You're constantly looking how the business is actually operating. Hey, when we're making these big purchases, when we're getting our revenues coming through the door, we're looking at our customer list, we're looking at our you know international business partners, you're looking at everything holistically. And one of the best parts that I've always loved in my career, we talked about the other day, right, Drew, is I like to look at the closed decks afterwards. We've summarized all this information. How do we actually perform? How does your CEO present this information if you're at a public company? How does he present that information? Hey, year over year, we're 20%. Get rid of inflation. It's maybe like 30%. And you really start to understand the company you're working at and go, wow, this is really interesting. I didn't realize our business was doing this well. You know, as investors, like stockholders, it's we can see the numbers because we're looking at it from the outside. But when we work in our companies, we don't really appreciate, you know, holy smokes, we grew 20%. We're like a billion dollar company. I literally helped drive that process. I was working with my sales partners. Whoa. And that's why I like the close process. It's a constant reminder of all that work that your team is doing. Look at what you've done with your team. And the more you do that, the more opportunities you can find, the better you can deliver these results to your to your business. That's a really good point. I think if you read, um, and again, people listening to this may own a, a small subset of their large business, or they may own the entire profit forecast or financials of an entire company. When you look at that board deck or that PowerPoint, that review that the CFO and CEO give at the end of a month or a quarter, the section that you own, or if it's the whole thing, if you're surprised by anything they write in there, well, you probably didn't have that thorough view of the business because your challenge should be, you should know the business better than your CEO and CFO. And that's a huge challenge to kind of lay down for yourself, but that's what's going to set you apart from everybody else. You're going to know the ins and outs, every journal entry, every contract you're going to be able to go through that whole process as you go through the close and you won't be shocked and you will probably help write 99% of what's in that brief of the company, which is cool. But I'm glad you bring up the board decks because early in my career, I, I didn't read through them until the very, very end, like later, uh, maybe a weeks after the close was done and I always find things where I was like, oh, I didn't know that happened. And then I took a step back and I was like, wait, I kind of own that part of the business. I should know that. And the only way you know that stuff is you get out of your spreadsheets, you talk to different departments. And the cool thing is, and again, I'm saying journal entries are cool, which I get, uh, but this the thousands of people tuning in are f uh, enthusiasts. So they, they're kind of nerds like us in, in that way. But the journal entries themselves connect to people making business decisions, like spending money in POs, like marketing. So it's really cool once you jump into that and you can see like, wow, this invoice, we spent $100,000 on this newspaper article taken out in some Wall Street Journal or whatever ad, understand it. Like, cool, we spent this money. Why? What did it do? And it just opens up the whole box of, call it the opportunities, those, those golden coins you can bend over and pick up and say, wow, I now understand a little bit of marketing and how these types of advertisements work. And that compounded learning all stems from boring journal entries and not dreading your clothes and actually diving into it, which requires you to save time and be insanely efficient in Excel and be really good business partners with your accounting teams and BI teams and data teams, right? I agree, Drew. One thing that I, I used to do early on, another thing I used to do, a little nerdy, but I would just have a little little Excel sheet. It would just be like questions I want to ask during the process. Did our revenues hit target? And if not, why? And which customers or customers drove that? 
And do we have new revenue streams coming through the door? And it wasn't like I did that because I was like, hey, I'm trying to get promoted or whatever. I'm sure that was a byproduct. But bigger reason was I was just genuinely curious, like, hey, what is happening? Like, I'm in this big, giant company. Like, why do we do what we do? You know, and I think for anyone listening today, as you think about your business, don't think of it as, hey, I'm trying to, you know, climb the ranks. It's it's naturally going to happen if you do these things, right? You're going to get better. I, I'm a wrestler, Drew. Every time someone tells me, hey, how do I get better? I say, you see that double leg? Just do that every single day. Do it do a hundred more times. Oh, that's too many. Exactly. That's my point. Just keep doing more of those and you're going to be so good. You won't even think twice. FP&A in a close is exactly that. It's like, oh, the journal entries are boring, but it's like, wait, wait, wait. Why do we do it that way? And how does it really reflect the PL that I look at the end of the month? And I always say that getting that motivation, it can be tough. But when you start asking your own questions versus being fed questions by someone else, it really starts to expand your own mind. Like you said, Drew, you said it perfectly. Hey, we spent $100,000 on that marketing PO to do that Super Bowl ad. Well, what was that ad? Let, let, let's watch <laughs> that ad. Like that is, oh, look at this. Yeah. It's like Taylor Swift. This is amazing. I tell people, especially the people on my team throughout my career, like, this you you guys literally helped drive this. This is awesome. Enjoy this moment. Like it is great. <laughs> I didn't know you're a Taylor Swift fan. She's pretty awesome, by the way. She's she's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you see her on the uh, the uh, Chiefs games now. Travis Kelsey, I guess they're going together, yeah. right? That's that's all the rage. My uh, my cousin's a Taylor Swift fan, and she's now watching the NFL games because she gets to take a peek at Taylor cheering on Travis. So kind of funny. <laughs> Man, her her beats are very catchy. I'm sure she has her own FPNA team or something. She's like a billionaire or something now. It's yeah. it's wild. <laughs> All right, Yadi, we talked a lot about the close. Let's wrap this one up. The close process can seem like this not so fun constant hamster wheel that you can dread forever and ever in your FPNA career. And if you have that sense of feeling right now, you are totally not alone. Everybody's felt it, including Yadi and myself. What we realized early in your career. You can change that dynamic. Try to save yourself time. Step one, get really good at your systems and especially Excel. It'll help speed you up with all the reporting that you need to do. Two, really get involved with your accounting and your data teams and help them be faster and more effective too. And you'll actually figure out more about the business that way. And that gets into step three. Use the close as that opportunity to know your business in and out. All the accounting entries, all the contracts, you name it. Whatever part of your business you own, whether it be OPEX, CAPEX, revenue, or the whole thing, know your business cold. And you can do that through the monthly close process. Check out our resources that we talked about during this episode uh, in the show notes below. We have articles on how to get better at Excel, how to be more efficient at close process, how to business partner with a bunch of teams. And check out our next episode for more practical tips tricks, case studies, you name it. Basically, Yardi and I's mission, help you crush your FNA career. Keep learning, keep having fun, and we'll see you next time.